All right, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Brotherly Love in the District. Tristan here along with Jacob. And Jacob, you want to go ahead and tell them what we're going to get into? Yeah, this week we have uh, some big topics to get into. Um, first, want to look at the championship games, the NFL, which we saw one very big upset. And obviously, the new name of the Washington team is the Commanders. We're going to talk about that, what each of us think of it in the jerseys. Um, going into the NHL, we have just gotten to the all-star break, so we're going to talk about that the past few games, what we hope our teams do after the break, and nothing MOB, so let's get right into it. Yeah, so starting off with the uh, with the championship games, the, the Bengals pull off the upset in 27-24 in overtime. Talk about overtime coming back to bite Mahomes in the butt. Yeah, I, I sh- when I saw that coin toss and they called heads and it was tails, I for sure thought they were going to lose. I even said that in our um, fantasy football group chat, oh, well, it's over. Um, I was wrong. I mean, Mahomes went from doing a drive in less than 13 seconds to ruining his season in around 13 seconds from almost throwing a pick on one of the first plays to actually throwing a pick. It, it was a big shock and – Congrats to Bengals fans. For one, you're the best franchise in Cleveland for the past. Maybe you mean Ohio? Year. Ohio, oh. not Cleveland. Um, but yeah, I mean that it's insane to say that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. We haven't been able to. We haven't been able to say that in Wise, and that hasn't been said since the '80s. '89, I believe, was the last time they were at a Super Bowl. 86 yeah, they, got, they got whooped by Joe Montana's um, 49ers twice. Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I think everything just went downhill. You honestly started to see vintage Andy Reid there, especially for Eagles fans in the poor clock management, which the downfall just started right at halftime or right before halftime when there was five seconds left and they decided to go for it, which honestly, with five seconds, I don't think that's a terrible call. But that is a one read, throw it away. If your first read isn't there, you need to get rid of that ball to still give your kicker time to do something. And instead, he looked to his second read at Tyreek Hill and threw it to him in the backfield and gave him time to run the ball, which he shouldn't have done. That should have been straight at Tyreek's feet. Yeah, and Eli Apple made a very big tackle, which really, I think, set the tone for the second half because in the first half, Eli Apple was getting cooked. Their defense was terrible but then they set the precedence getting that big stop and then the second half they came out firing very well and joe burrow let's just talk about his game possibly one of the greatest quarterback performances we've seen in a championship championship game in a while 30 for 39 446 yards and four touchdowns it's the second year in the league it's the second chasey right there that's that's insane and Let's just think about this. If he were to go on and win the Super Bowl, he would have had the greatest, possibly one of the greatest three years a quarterback can have. Heisman, National Championship, Super Bowl. Which no quarterback has ever won all three. No. And he has a chance to do it in three years. Yeah, that, that is ridiculous. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, the Chiefs just kind of melted down in that second half. They just they let the Bengals defense take advantage of them, which shouldn't have happened because I don't think the Bengals defense had any any business even competing with the Chiefs. Yeah, like, but they were able to get pressure and they were able to force Mahomes into really some stupid throws that really made you scratch your head. There could have been more than um a feet. The Bengals, the Bengals had that underdog mentality. Yeah, there could have been a lot more interceptions. Uh, I also think, like, towards the end of the game, Patrick Mahomes was just trying to be a hero, and I think that hurt him because he wasn't he wasn't playing to win. He was just playing to – he was playing to win, but he wasn't playing safely. That's where I want to say. Yeah. Um, he reminds me of Brett Favre. When it goes great for him, it's amazing, and he makes these highlight plays, but when it goes bad for him, it really shows the um, chinks in the armor for him that kind of – gunslinging style when you when you rely on your very strong arm you can tend to make some really stupid decisions and it showed showed there in that game but i mean that's the Bengals coming out and winning that game the the kicker for the Bengals is living on cloud nine right now so is jamar chase 11 receptions 266 yards Three touchdowns. He averaged almost twenty-five yards a catch. That was no. That was last time they played the Chiefs. That was not the playoff game. I looked up Cheese versus Bengals playoff, and that game is the first that popped up. My, I was going to say I didn't think Joe Burrow threw for four hundred yards. No, he is twenty-three for thirty-eight, two hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Yeah, I don't know why that was the first game that popped up. My bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean they're. They still didn't – I think it came down to the fact that the Chiefs' defense is not all that great, and right. Joe Burrow exposed it. Uh, yeah. They're – did I tell you about the – did I tell you about what the kicker – his name is McPherson, but did I tell you what he said – what Joe Burrow said in that conference, the press conference after that game, to send him to the AFC Championship? What did he say? So – Joe Burrow was talking about the kicker and how he kicked the game-winning field goal to go to the AFC Championship, and he, they're like, they asked him something. He just he walks out. He takes one one kick, like one kick in the air, just to get his leg warmed up. He looks back at the sideline. And he goes, "Well, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship, boys." And he went out and iced the game and beat the Titans. And then I just think it's funny because he then went out and did the same thing in overtime to beat the chiefs which did you see it overtime they were playing that so safe because joe mixon had a chance at a touchdown and he just he just sat because he didn't want to do anything stupid. yeah um, uh, and uh did you hear, i don't know if you heard about this but Bengals player sam hubbard he's saying that during the prod during a podcast that he's gonna if they win he's gonna commemorate the super bowl to, to harambe <laughs> Because he was cut at the Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah, I I didn't see that. Uh, I saw that on Instagram. Did you did you see that play? Did you see that play where Trey Hendrickson had or Trey Hendrickson was chasing down Mahomes for a solid like six seconds? That w- that was an insane play. He just he stepped out of the game right after that. He's like, "Look, man, I am beat. Just give me a couple plays because I am done right now." He had him. He had him on a wild goose chase trying to get him. And there was a few plays like that where the 
Bengals defensive line was really chasing Holmes around. One of them, I thought, I believe one of them was in overtime or no, it was just before overtime where it was a fumble, but it, they were, the Chiefs recovered it. That was another play that was Mahomes running from the entire defensive line. He was doing that a lot, and I'm especially at the end of the game because he, like I said, he was trying to be the hero and he didn't just want to put the ball where it could be put. Yeah, properly. And, and part of it is that the Chiefs' offensive line really is lacking. Same with their defense. Ever since, like they they've lost a few guys, and it really shows. Um, their offensive line has consistently underperformed um i'm surprised the bills didn't really take advantage of that but yeah i think they they need help on defense and their offensive line they have the the best one of the best offenses in the league but they just need more time uh i saw a video today where they're like doing a imitation thing and it's it's the room where all the eliminated quarterbacks go in and patrick mahomes walks in and Josh Allen's like, oh, finally, you're in here. And Patrick Mahomes like, yeah, we lost in overtime. Josh Allen's like, oh, how does it feel? Patrick Mahomes is like, well, actually, we got the ball first. They just played good defense. Maybe you should try it. Uh, which, I mean, the Bills had the number one defense in the league, and so I don't know what happened there. In the regular season, that their defense might as well have been the Giants' defense in that game. Well, I mean, both defenses might have might as well have been the defense. The Chiefs' defense isn't supposed to be good. You expect that yeah, from that's the fair. Bills. Yeah. Uh, moving over to the Rams game, that was a good game. That was an amazing game. For a moment, I honestly thought that the uh, 49ers were going to win. I was scared. 17-14 towards the end of the fourth. I'm like, okay. The it was 17 it was 17-7. Seven. No, 17-14. Because it was 17-7 in the fourth. Because I was like, oh, my gosh, the 49ers might actually win this. But then I was yeah, like, Stafford I was like, never mind. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, who I do not want on the commanders. Please no. But did you see that one um, throw Matthew Stafford had? Yeah, to Jaquiski Tart. It bounced out of his hands. It sh- that should have iced the game, but they got lucky. I don't think it would have iced the game. I think the Rams' defense was playing pretty solid overall because there was still like nine and a half minutes left. It would have made it harder. potential to be a game-icing yeah. play in the long run. But I, I don't think it would have iced the game. I still think they would have had a chance. But, yeah, Jaquiski Tart should have held on to that ball. I don't even know. I want to know what happened to Stafford's arm on that uh, play because that was that was way underthrown. Yeah, it was a long throw, we've, but we've seen him make longer. We saw him make longer the previous week. Uh, but overall, yeah, that was a really good game. That was a well-played game. Both defensive lines were absolutely surging. There was nothing anyone could do. Yeah. Um, th- yeah. I have a bad feeling about the Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to be close, but um, – yeah, it's just looking at how their de- the Rams' defense played. It it's hard it's going to be hard to see Joe Burrow succeeding, but we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we're we're going to talk about the Super Bowl next week, as that'll be a little bit closer, obviously, with the Super Bowl on the thirteenth. Uh, one of the biggest news stories to come out was Tom Brady retiring. Oh yeah, I I we kind of that kind of went over our heads for a second. Yeah, yeah I mean. There was two waves of retirement. Plus, there was the first one where Adam Schefter, like, he just randomly said it and jumped the gun. 
Yeah, we, we weren't sure, sure his sources, but then Brady confirmed it. It's the end of an era. Um, I mean, he's been playing for longer than we've been alive. He has more Super Bowls than every single franchise in the NFL. Um, there's going to be some that say he's not the greatest, mainly because they're probably like 49ers fans. They just really hate Brady, but he's almost unanimously, unanimous, unanimously accepted as the greatest quarterback, possibly even player of all time. So I don't think he can be deemed as the – I'm going to get some hate for this, but it is what it is. I don't really think he can be deemed as the greatest player of all time. Because, I don't either, but yeah. – Because – and it's not because he wasn't good or anything. It's just because, a like, a skill position player and a quarterback are just two, like, totally different – a quarterback is protected in the game. They do everything to make sure the quarterback doesn't get – hurt and can like do whatever they can to keep him the safest as they can whereas like running backs wide receivers tight ends they're putting their body on the line every single play they're hitting someone every single play like the quarterback is just protected more so i i don't really see how you can compare a quarterback to a wide receiver in my case so like you could say he's the greatest quarterback of all time to say he's the greatest player of all time i don't don't, don't agree agree with but if you're looking at this Brady, I mean, he wasn't the smartest quarterback. I mean, I think Peyton Manning overall. Over time he was. Yeah, um, but if you're just looking at it, I think Peyton Manning was a smarter quarterback because he was the run running the offense, not Belichick. He didn't really have that Belichick figure. Yes, he had good coaches, but – and Brady, he didn't have the best arm. There was more athletic – guys as well but they were really thinking dunk offense for the most part yeah he just had the stuff he can't teach he had great teams at pretty much every year he was in the league and he he obviously grew over i wouldn't say he wasn't a smart guy i mean he he i'm not saying that but i'm saying like there's been more like purely smarter quarterbacks well it's there was a reason he was a six-round pick for those exact reasons i mean he obviously grew i mean he could read defenses like no other like he was and then it got to the point where i'm sure he could call whatever plays he want wanted and no coach would say stop what are you doing like he could do whatever he wanted so i mean like yeah i mean what i mean that's just insane to go from a six-round pick to a seven-time super bowl champion it it's just it's hard to grasp that I honestly, it's even though I'm not a big Tom Brady fan, uh, it's it's more surreal because I never thought he was going to retire. I mean, he's 44 and he's was still he was still playing. He said he was going to play until he's 45, and he did. Uh, but I just like I think the league was doing whatever they could to protect him to keep him in the league because he was. Again, I know I'm going to get hate for this, and I'm not having any hate towards Tom Brady. He's obviously the best quarterback of all time. But, I mean, they did whatever they could to keep him in the league. I still think one of the biggest turning points in the uh, in the Patriots-Chiefs AFC Championship was Chris Jones going to block the pass and brushing, literally brushing Tom Brady's face mask and getting a roughing the passer call. I mean, there's just... There were just so many ways where I think some things were maybe tilted a little in his favor, but what are you going to do? Whatever happens, happens. Uh, but I mean, they were trying to keep him in the league as long as they could, and he did what he, he stayed in as long as he could. 
Uh, and it's and it's not like he wasn't being competitive. He still had a very good season, and he probably could. oh yeah he got he got better with age. He threw more yeah, touchdowns in his forties than he did in his twenties. Yeah, he his his last year, fifty three hundred yards, forty three touchdowns, and twelve interceptions. That is a career year for ninety nine point nine percent of the quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, and he did it as he was turning 45. Yeah, that's a career year for 99.9% of, like, quarterbacks to have ever played. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, overall, that's – I just I just don't feel like it's – when I first saw it, I didn't believe it, and then he came out and said that it wasn't true. And then a couple of days later, he's like, yeah, I actually am going to retire. And I was like, oh, wow, really? It was, it was really strange. It's so, I mean, it's so, like – it's still weird to me. It's going to be weird seeing next season with no Tom Brady being that he's been there since we were born. Uh, so it's kind of weird, but it's going to happen. Like I said, no hate to Tom Brady. I said what I said, though, about some things. But I there's obviously – he's the best to ever do it. What he, what he could read on the field and what he did on the field is unmatched and will probably never happen again. There is – the closest thing that we could see that – to, that we will see to that is Patrick Mahomes. And he's got to play better than what he did in that AFC championship if he wants to be up there. Yeah. Uh, there. But, hey, you know, big man Nick Foles undefeated against Tom Brady. Same with Eli Manning. And Tom Brady. I don't know if Tom if he's undefeated because, I mean, like. In over, Super Bowls. I'm talking, like. Overall, Nick Foles has never been beaten by Tom Brady. That's such a strange stat. Uh, but, yeah, and Tom Brady refused to shake Nick Foles' hand after the Super Bowl and after they beat him last year when he when Nick Foles was on the Bears. I sent you a post that was from the year you guys won the Super Bowl. Um, it was showing that Welcome to Championship Sunday and the quarterback. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Case Keenum, Nick Tom Brady, and Blake Bortles. I mean, three of those guys are all backups. Yeah, I mean, Blake Bortles was an AFC championship. So was Case Keenum. It's yeah, that that was weird. And the like it said on there, the weirdest thing was that Brady didn't win the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, and somehow that Eagles team put up the most points against the Patriot team in the Super Bowl, which – and I still can't even name a wide receiver that was on your team. I struggled to name – in that On that Super Bowl on team? That on that yeah. Super Bowl team? It was Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith and big man Nelson Nohans Aguilar. Yeah, you wouldn't think that that is a Super Bowl winning wide receiver core. The only good, like, the only decent receiver at that point was Alshon. Yeah, and your running backs, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, they weren't anything special. It was Jay Ajayi, Corey Clement. Those were really the only two, like, big guys there. They're not, those are, they're not bad by any means, but they're not. And, but you know what the, you know what the Eagles traded for Jay Ajayi that season? Like a six? I remember it. I think it was a, I think it was a fifth round pick. Fifth round I saw that and I'm like, what are the Dolphins doing? I, yeah, they traded them for a bag of chips, essentially. <laughs> Pretty much, and one of the bag of chips that's just mostly air. Uh, but yeah, I think we should move on to 
one of the other biggest topics of this week in Washington's new name. All right, so obviously you're a little bit more partial to this being a Washington fan. It doesn't really matter to me, but what do you think about the name? The jerseys are cool. I don't want to talk about the name. It sucks. I mean, I think I think the name's generic, and it, it has not, and it has nothing to do with our team's previous history. Like in the hype package they released, they're talking about honoring the tradition. The only tradition is the colors. That's it. That's literally it. Um, and for me, it's hard to think. Like they spent 19 months on this. And the name was leaked pretty much after the short list was because of the um, – if you looked up WashingtonCommanders.com, it took you to the team website. I thought um, it was Admirals that took him to It, it was one of those, but there was leaks of um, the, the patch. There's a patch, which I actually think is pretty cool. It has um, all five of our championships, two from the um, – um, before the Super Bowl area, and then our three that we won in the Super Bowl era. That was leaked. Um, but, yeah, whether it's Joe Theismann, like, a few days ago, um, talking about they're going to get behind the commander's name, or there was a banner that was shown inside um, FedEx Field just before, the day before the release. It like The release was just underwhelming. And for me, it's hard to think, did they really, like – talk to anybody outside of the um franchise other than players about the name were the people making decisions behind like behind the doors like it's just i'm i know winning could make this a lot better and if they go out and get a like quarterback like russell wilson or deshaun watson not jimmy g not Derek carr not nobody like that but if they go out and get a good quarterback start winning People want to start to care about the name, but right now it just seems generic. I would have preferred something like the Warriors, Red Hawks, even Red Tails, which it really doesn't have anything to do with the area. And even if you want to go with something military, why not the Sentinels? That's a lot better than the Commanders, in my opinion. And, like, before the name was even released, they've already come up with our, like, joke name that you – like the cow, like our version of the cowgirls were the commies now. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be the cowboys versus the commies and cowgirls. Cowgirls, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, but I, I just feel like in terms of the name, they could have done a lot better. I, hopefully, they'll win and people will start to care about it more. But there's so many other names I would have preferred. I mean, I'll I'll be right back. I think I still think they could have gone with Warriors and you just keep this helmet. That reminds me of Florida State. I mean, yeah, but this I'm pretty this was around before Florida State, I believe. Don't quote me on that or yeah, don't but this was from the 60s or 70s, but I just feel like there's so many uh, teams that could give homage to our past without going back to Redskins. For audio listeners, that was one of the old Redskins helmets, the maroon with the spear. Yeah. Uh, all right. My personal opinion, like I said, it doesn't really matter to me because I'm an, I'm an Eagles fan, but I think personally they kind of – I think, like you said, they botched it. Like, And it's – one, I think the name is generic, 
I like it's it's obviously better than football team, but like you said, I think it's generic. It doesn't really stand out. Uh, like it it was the commanders was used for the for. Do you remember the AAF? Yeah. Yeah. They copied the hashtag take command. Yeah, like that's I just think that it's generic. And I mean the AAF used that was just the AAF had terrible names. And so uh I think that it's a generic name. I think Red Wolves, uh Red Hawks, those would have been cool. Warriors. Sentinels, that would have been better. Warhogs, Warthogs. I mean, I also think that they had a big missed opportunity. I think they could have used this to totally rebrand. Now, I'm not saying change colors or anything, but I'm saying, like, yeah. if you look at what they did, they did absolutely nothing new. They, the, okay, so the alternate jerseys, first off, they look exactly like the Steelers' color rush aside from a slight little red outline that you can't even see from a distance because it's so dark. It's dark red on black. You can see them, but I actually like those jerseys. Um, I think like, it looks just like the Steelers jersey. Yeah, but you could probably say that about a lot of jerseys. Like Some look like others, but like if you were to take the Commanders out of the away one, I actually like these. I just think it needs burgundy somewhere. It would be a cool Cardinals jersey. Um. I think the jerseys are the overall best part of it. Um, but I do agree with you a little bit that they maybe should have gone more, a little more. It also adventurous, but people seem to be most happy with the jerseys than they are the actual name. I also think so. I think they could have used this to totally rebrand because the logo—it's the same logo that they had for the Washington football team with an outline. There was it no creative like waste management. W. You know the um green and yellow W and M you see on trash trucks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That it's so it looks it's the same logo with an outline around it. So they had no creativity. Like I said, I think okay. So the alternate they definitely I don't know if that's their color rush in air quotes or what it is, but that's definitely a step up from their mustard yellow alternates. But. I really I like the red jerseys. I wish it was a solid or the white jerseys. I wish the numbers were a solid red, maybe. But I, I wish it was solid red, and I wish there was a little bit of gold somewhere. It doesn't have to be a lot, but yeah. just a but little. Of, other than that, like they they could have totally taken this opportunity to just rebrand, like maybe change up some fonts and stuff. Like what when the Vikings went from their older design to the newer one, adding the little like spikes in the font and everything is just so crisper, changing the helmet. So it's like matte purple. Uh, I'm trying to think what other teams just chain, like just totally rebranded recently. And uh, like, rebrand you can take the Titans. The Titans did it so well. The Titans old jerseys compared to their new jerseys. I love their new jerseys, especially the baby blue. Even the Rams. The Rams, yes. The Rams was in the branding that took homage from the past. I mean, and I think they even could have like used a little bit from this helmet. If you're listening, this is the yellow Washington helmet with the solid red stripe down the middle and the um R in the circle with the feather. I mean, you could just change that up a little bit and have a different helmet for each for each um jersey design, which I don't know if it's legal yet. Not yet. Uh, next season, I think they're allowed to use different helmets. 
Yeah, and I think that would be cool if each of our jersey had a different helmet. I mean, nobody else is doing that and to be able to stand out. Um, I like like the black ones. Yes, they look a little bit like the Steelers, but I actually like them. The only thing I think is strange about them in the helmet, there's a yellow W in the middle, like the forehead. Yeah, I don't like that either. Um, For me, like I saw it on Terry McLaurin's helmet. I just like, and it looks better. I just think it might look weird on Jonathan Allen's helmet, which is a more classic helmet. Yeah. Like it doesn't have any air vents in it or anything like that, but I just I don't know. I think totally I like, but the name they could have done so much better. And if they just it seems like they didn't really listen to the fans a lot. It seems like the people I think it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, it just seems like the people making the decisions were on Dan Schneider's payroll or are friends with him. The Bucks are another one that did it right. Yeah. I mean when they switched from those like I personally don't think their old jerseys were terrible. A lot of people did, huh? The orange ones with no, like the, the ones, the ones. Before, I'm talking about the ones right before this one, like the ones with like uh, kind of blocky letter. Or actually, it's not as it was kind of looked like a digital clock. Those the one with like the brown, like the br- the brown helmet, the uh, red flag. Yeah, hey, uh, I'll look up the. Old jerseys, like they, I like that they brought back the old, not that these ones. I'll share my screen for you to see real quick. These ones. Oh wait, there you go. These, right here. Yeah, orange and the gray and like this. Like they were ones that did it right. They. They switched back to their old jerseys, the gray and the those look nice, but the they did that right. I think Washington just had a missed opportunity here. Yeah, and like you don't have to create something entirely new, just take homage from things that the fans haven't seen in a long time. The with the spear we haven't seen since the early two thousands. These we haven't really seen since. I mean, I think there was an alternate in the 2000, but these we haven't seen since like the 60s. I mean, I, I think the black is a whole new idea. I like it. Um, the white ones, I think they look cool, they just need a little bit more, but it's new. The only thing I don't like about the home ones, I think the commanders looks like just above big. the honors. It big. looks a little too big and it looks. It, doesn't look good. I don't. I don't think it looks very good. Uh, but yeah, I think it was just a missed opportunity for them. Yeah, and the reveal that was a missed opportunity as well. I mean, like, like I heard some people saying that it was going to be a soft release, but it would have been so much better, and I think you would have gotten a lot better feedback if people had known absolutely nothing before. There was no leaks. There was no Joe Theismann re- revealing the name or anything like that. I just think it could, they could have done a lot better considering they had 19 months to do this. Just seems yeah. like they didn't really put as much effort into it as they could. Agreed. With that, let's step right into the last little bit here. Uh, we're going to dissect each, we'll dissect each side of the ball for each team. We'll go, we'll make it a four part series. So we're going to start off with the Washington offense, starting off with their quarterback. Give me your insight. What What do you think? Give me what what you thought performed well. Like what happened this season, and what you want to see in the future. 
I mean, Taylor Heineke, considering this is his second year starting, he didn't do bad. But Agreed. the way our defense played, we kind of forced him into a bad position where he had to win games, not manage them. I mean, if our defense had played a lot better, then I think people would be saying, all right, he did his job. Um, he kept us at a stupid um, – kept us out of stupid mistakes if that's if our defense did good. But since our defense didn't, we really kind of forced him to do something that he wasn't really meant to do, which is try and win games by himself. And you saw that with the amount of interceptions he threw. It just – understand like he could have played a lot better he has a weak arm our offense that needs more weapons in terms of our wide receivers we need a new offensive coordinator I think Scott Turner is done he doesn't know how to scheme a good offense I just we need to move on we need to find somebody new hey um, I yeah the quarterback I mean overall I think Heineke played decent for being Heineke I mean, yeah. he's an un, he was an undrafted free agent from ODU in Virginia, which is not a football powerhouse. Uh, the only other NFL player I can think of to come out of there was Travis Fulgham, the GOAT for about four weeks in Philly. Uh, but, I mean, he was an undrafted free agent from ODU. He was not expected to do anything huge, and he came out and he performed well. He was suitable for what you guys needed for now. And I think had your defense played a little bit better that he would have been able to maybe get you guys to the playoffs. But like you said, since yeah. the defense kind of failed, him over. Yeah, it was hard. Like, do you threw, have, he threw 3,400 yards, 20 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. If we, if our defense played better, I, I think he could have kept his interceptions under 10, maybe a little less than 20, um, touchdowns and maybe more rushing yards, but we it, that just didn't how it worked out. And I think we saw the weakness in Scott Turner's scheming. We forced his hand because we really had to be an offensive team a lot because our defense just wasn't playing good. So, yeah, I just think Scott Turner needs to go. Um, Heineke, if our defense played better, he would have done his job. I think he's, he's going to be a good backup because he could come in he could win. He can keep things from getting really screwy, for lack of a better term. But I think in the offseason, we really need to go not all out, but we're need to going to put a lot into this. Um, for me, it's a like, free agent. Yeah, for me, you either have to get Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, or draft somebody young. Yeah, nothing else. I don't want. I don't want Russell Jimmy Wilson's G. Kind of honestly, yeah, I don't want Jimmy G because. He's played the, almost the same amount of time as Heineke. He's older and he has injury issues. And I don't think he's that good of a quarterback because Debo Samuel had an amazing season. Kyle if you want Shanahan, young, you don't want Russell Wilson. Huh? He said, if you want young, you don't want Russell Wilson. Russell yeah, um, I'm leaning more towards Deshaun Watson. That's if all of the controversy has been cleared up and he's good to play. I know he's sat out for a year but we would probably have him for more time. Yeah, and his legs are still there. I'm like, Wilson's are still there, but not as fresh. Um, yeah, I just think we need to go for somebody like that or draft somebody and now, them into it. Here, here's a follow-up question. You say you want to see if they can get Watson if everything clears up. What are you willing to? What do you think that they're willing to be giving up for Watson? Because 
the Houston one denied, I believe it was three first round picks and then like a second and a third round pick and two roster players from the Bears. I think they have, I think they're going to clear up. I think the price tag is going to be better. Um, At least our first and second this year, I think. Matt Ioannidis, he's better than two roster players because he can go somewhere else and be very good. He's a very good player. So maybe a first, two, second in him, I think, is the max that we should be willing to give away. For Russell Wilson, I think. I don't think that's Wilson a little less. Um, I think Wilson would be easier to get, but it depends on if Wilson wants, like, is eyeing here. Same with Watson. I think, I think you guys are should be looking in the draft. This year's draft is going to be rough. There's not really many. There's prospects. not a lot of good quarterbacks, and the ones that we're looking at is some guy from Liberty who I don't think. Yeah, Mark. I think what is his name? It's something Willis. Yeah. Um. um Willis. Willis. Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Yes. Yeah. Uh. But that he's, I know he's kind of a, but that's, that's another player where he's like, it's a little iffy because he went to Liberty and Liberty again, not a power five school. Yeah. Um, for me, when drafting a quarterback, I'd prefer that they have more than um one year of college. Like, cause we saw that Haskins thing. I think he really screwed himself. Um, when he, he came out as a freshman, but Malik Willis, he has been in four years of college football. He was at, he was in Auburn for two years, but didn't start, but at least he's been in a very good like school. But if you look at what he did in Liberty, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, um, 2,800 yards that I'm worried about that considering Liberty, the strength of schedule. Um, I just, yeah, I, I'm just not sure about that. I just think this year in terms of quarterback draft class, it's not one of the best. Yeah. Um, this next part, I think we could skip over for the most part because this was the bright side of your roster and running back with Antonio Gibson doubling as a wide receiver, finding a diamond in the rough in Jarrett Patterson. I mean, the running backs were overall pretty Pretty solid. And J.D. McKissick, yeah. I just think we need to re-sign J.D. McKissick, and then if our, and if our offensive line can stay healthy, then we should, we'll be really good. The only thing I want Antonio Gibson to work on is he needs to get better in carrying the ball. Um, I think he doesn't do a good enough job when he feels contact of really tightening up the ball. He, I think he needs to get better at that, and his ball carrier vision really could – get better i think he's really missed some holes and i just think he needs to get really needs to improve on that but yeah mckissick we need to re-sign because he's a great second back to have same with patterson uh going on to the wide receivers this, this is kind of a rough one because after terry mclaurin there was really a big drop with curtis samuel getting paid how much is curtis samuel getting paid 10 mil yeah, and he was injured almost the entire year, so we need him to stay healthy and actually perform. Uh, what do you think of Diami Brown? Um, he showed moments where he looked really good, but um, they're rookies, and I think they're gonna 
be able to naturally progress. Um, but Heineke, he isn't really the greatest of throwers. Like I said, he's more of a game manager, and it seemed like Turner was trying to do too much with what he had. He didn't really utilize it to the best of what he had. Um, if we had Curtis Samuel, then we could kind of use him in like a Debo Samuel kind of role. Um, our team would be more su suited towards the shorter game, and then you sometimes send McLaurin out really far. Um, but yeah, I just think we need to bring in probably another receiver, whether that's through the draft um, or uh, like through free agency. Um, if Curtis Samuel can stay healthy, then I think we'll be we'll get a lot better. He only played five games, only had six receptions, so we can't judge him too much. Hopefully, he can get healthy in the off season. And here's some of the. Uh... Here's some of the top receivers in free agency right now. Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams from the Chargers, just because Mike Williams is kind of a basic name. Allen Robinson, Michael Gallup, Antonio Brown, if you want a diva. OBJ. I'm going to go to Baltimore. Juju, DJ Chark. Uh, after, after that, you're starting to get into some iffy areas. Yeah, but uh, you just mentioned that's a lot of good wide receivers that you can be able to get. There's a lot of options, and if we're able just to bring in one, that would certainly help our offense. Wow. I'm looking at this. This is a pro football focus, and I'm looking at the top free agent wide receiver rankings. Projected contract for Devontae Adams, 23 mil a year. For four years, pay him that. A team who needs a wide receiver, because I mean, Devonte Adams is arguably the best receiver in the league. So I mean, I could see it. But that's a lot of money. It is. But Dak Prescott's getting paid forty million. So with that, let's move over to tight end because. The, oh boy, this yeah. is a this is a big issue. We. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know a single. T Actually, no. You got Ricky Seals Jones and. What's his name? Uh, Bates and Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, that's the one I'm thinking of. We, Yeah, we need to bring in a tight end. Logan Thomas, he really struggled to stay healthy. John Bates, he's a, more of a blocking, but he had some he had some good routes and catches. Ricky Seals, he, he, did, he did decent, considering at the beginning of the year he didn't expect to be a starter. Um, but, yeah, in terms of our – Offense, I think it's our biggest weak spot behind quarterback. And, and then Samus Reyes, after a year being with the team, that then maybe he's learned the game enough that we can start to get him some on-field reps. Yeah, tight end, big need for you guys. And finishing up with the O-line, what do you see with the O-line? That was one of our best areas of the team. Um. According to Pro Football Focus, we were sixth in the league, and that's with Samuel Cosby, Cosme, West Schweitzer, and Chase Rullier being injured for a, a decent amount of the year. Um, and considering how the other guys picked up the slack, we did very good. Um, the only thing I'd maybe do to this, bring in another, like, bring in another guy through the draft, but I think we did really good. And if we're able to keep our unit healthy and they're able to progress, our running game should really start to get going. 
Yeah, I think the offensive line for you guys was just pretty put together, put together pretty nicely. Eric Flowers has kind of renewed his uh, career in Washington. He's been doing very well. When we first got him, I was really skeptical because what he did in New York was he was bad. And Miami, he was yeah. terrible. So, but with that, that's all we got for football. Next week, we'll I think we'll look at the Eagles' offense next week. Go offense, offense, and defense, defense. So we'll look at the Eagles' offense next week. Uh, going over to hockey, the Flyers have won their first game of 2022. Woohoo! Yes. And we're only a month in. Well, they won one in January, so we could be happy there. Uh, and the Flyers have won their first back to back games. I'm going to get the dates because they were a while apart, but they have won their first back-to-back games since obviously since the new year or since 2021 and why can't i pull up the full schedule there we go the last time they won back-to-back games prior to beating the kings and the jets in these previous two games it was ottawa on december 18th winning four to three in overtime and seattle on December 29th, winning 3-2 to in overtime. That was the last time they won back-to-back games, and then they went on a 13-game losing streak and then broke it here against the Kings. When the Flyers beat the Kings, I was acting like the Flyers just won the Cup because I was so happy because the winning streak was over. That's that's how losing bad... streak was over, you mean? Yeah, that's what I said. The losing streak was over. I think you said winning. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I it was so bad. It was terrible to go through that. Uh, but they coming up, the Flyers have, I might have mentioned this last week, but I'll mention it again. The Flyers of their 18 uh, upcoming games, 13, 13 of them are at home. So they got a big home ice advantage coming up. And they really have a lot of breaks to just kind of sit back, practice, and make sure they stay refreshed. I still don't think. Oh yeah, there's still nothing going to happen. I mean, they're the the schedule that they have coming up is rough. They have Detroit, and then Detroit again, Pittsburgh, Washington, Carolina, St. Louis, and then Washington again for the month. So yeah, I mean, it all comes down to what's going to happen. It, you're really looking at the offseason now and the trade deadline because that, those are the two biggest questions. Did Claude Giroux have played his last game in Philly? No, because the trade deadline isn't until early March. So he has at least one, two, three, four, five. It can't six, happen seven. during the All-Star break. Huh? Well, he's, they're not going to trade him until the trade deadline because there's no – there's – if someone comes chasing for him now, then the Flyers hold the leverage. So they're the general managers are making calls. They're talking to other people. Also, Claude Giroux still has to waive his no-move clause. So right now, if the Flyers wanted to trade him, they couldn't anyway because it hasn't been waived. So he hasn't played his last game in Philadelphia. Uh, they 
They have until the all-star break. And like I said, they're going to wait until the last minute so that they can get everything in return. He's a guy that they can get a draft pick for and probably another player, like a prospect with the way that he's been playing. So I think they're going to wait as long as they can to make sure, because they're going to get a couple teams asking. They're going to look through all the choices and pick who gives them the best offer. Uh, with that, I actually wanted to go over the standings real quick because we haven't done that in a while. The Hurricanes have overtaken the first spot in the Metro with five games in hand on the Rangers. They're 31-9-2 with 64 points. Rangers 30-13-4 with 64 points. Pittsburgh's climbed up into the third spot, 27-11-8 with 62 points. Washington has dropped all the way down to the fourth spot at 25-13-9 with 59 points. Columbus 20-22-1 with 41 points. The Islanders 16-17-6 with 38 points. With six games in hand on the Flyers, who are 15, 22, and 8 with 38 points. And New Jersey in the basement, 15, 25, and 5 with 35 points. What's happened to the Capitals? Uh, we just, we've had some rough games. We, we've actually had some really good games as of recent. We, um, we went to Dallas and we faced our former friend, Braden Holtby. We dropped, we gave him five goals. Um, then we had a we had a really good and crucial OT win against the Penguins. Um, we did lose the Oilers last night, but I think it wasn't that bad of a game. We were down three nil, came back to tie it, but ultimately lost. But we did that without Ovi. Um, but it just seems like we've gotten pretty unlucky recently. Um, some defensive lapses, and we've been able to put the puck on the net, but haven't gotten some lucky bounces. Um, I think this break could be really key for us. Ovi, Ovi's going to be getting a break because he's out of the all-star game because he's sick. I'm going to say that because he skipped the last like four all-star games. So, um, And Tom Wilson is actually replacing Ovi. So Tom Wilson is an all-star, which is very funny to think about. But, yeah, I just think the team needed a break and become re-energized and start winning some more games. Yeah, I'm just looking at the schedule here. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys were kind of starting off hot and dropped down uh, quite substantially to, uh, as of late. It, where's, uh, where's Ovi standing in the points? I know you've been on top of that. He's third or fourth, I believe. That is not one of them. Um, because Huberdo has really jumped up, which he's kind of come out of nowhere. Um, give me a second. He's fifth. But he has 58 points, though, which is nothing to be mad about. He's behind Kadri yeah. with 60, McDavid with 60, Dreisaitl with 63, and Huberdo with 64. I, uh, I was listening to something earlier, and someone asked – if the Flyers should offer Matthew Kachuk an offer sheet, which you know why offer sheets are never done anymore for the most part. Obviously, they're done occasionally. I think uh, Kakanyemi just signed an offer sheet to go to Carolina. That is such a fun name to say. What a name. That's, 
Yes, Barry Kakanyemi. Uh, but I believe he signed an offer sheet to go to Carolina. But offer sheets are so hard because of the fact that they not only do you have to sign a guy for big money, but you also have to give up draft picks, which is something that you don't want to do, especially in the Flyers situation right now. So that's something that you don't want to do. I personally would love Matthew Kachuk to come to Philadelphia. I don't think it's going to happen. Another player that I would love to see come to Philadelphia is Johnny Gaudreau. Again, I don't think it's going to happen. Everyone assumes that since Johnny Gaudreau is from Philadelphia, that he wants to go back to Philadelphia. I, I've, I'd like to see him back, but I'm, I'm not really sure if he would be willing to come here, especially with the way that the team's looking right now. And I'd like to see Connor David on the caps. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. All right. That's not as realistic, bud. Like Johnny Gaudreau is a free agent, a UFA this season. So he could technically come to Philadelphia if they offered him the right. Why would you go to Philly though? Just because there's there, still like, potential there. The team's in a rough spot. It is, but it's still got potential because the team, you cannot look at that roster and tell me that the team is bad. Just looking at the roster, not no, not having standings and tell you that. No, not not looking at any of the standings or anything. Looking at the roster, it is not a bad roster. Correct. Looking at the stats, yes, you can. Okay, now looking at the standings, yes, it's not. It they're as not playing stats, great. It's like as in like the stats each yes. player has. Standing stats, they're not playing great. But I mean, there's potential for the team. They, I don't know how Ryan Ellis dropping off was such a because one player should not totally tear down a team. And that's yeah, what I mean, happened. Niskanen, that shouldn't have really torn you guys down last year. So I don't think, I don't think Matt Niskanen retired. I think that was like a big cause, but I think it was the, the major cause was the fact that they didn't have a number one D man across from Ivan Provorov. Cause you had so many people like fluctuating in and out of that, first D spot, first D pairing. So, because defense, the biggest thing about playing in a defensive pair is having chemistry. And Ivan Provorov could never get chemistry with the people he was with because he was constantly, uh, he was constantly having new partners across from us. So that's something that you got to deal with. Now, something I heard earlier also is this is probably the point where you start looking at who's in Lehigh and who you're going to start bringing up to play in the NHL for the next little bit. You might as well start calling up guys, get them, get them playing time, get them NHL experience. So hopefully they can start performing better next year. Yeah. I and I mean, at that point in your team, you just need to start calling up guys. Even if you think they're really ready or not, start getting them experience. I'm, I'm just excited to see. I'm just excited to see Cam Cam York in the future. I about to say Neely. Cam Neely. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Who is that? He is a he was a uh, really good forward for the Bruins like uh, a little bit ago. You know who's been playing really well? Carter Hart still. Your defense hasn't, but Carter Hart is playing good. But your defense Carter, is really leaving him. Carter Hart good. stopped a two on zero against the Jets the other day. Yeah, and I, I, wanna, I wish I could see who the uh, 
who the two on O was from, like who was on the two on O with him. But I mean, still stopping a two on O is impressive. That's impressive. But how did the Jets lose to you guys? Jets the Flyers are a good team. The Flyers are clearly better than the Jets. It's the only logical. No, that isn't true. It's the only logical explanation. See, I'm going to try to, but I mean, Carter Hart has been playing lights out. Carter Hart gave up an early goal to uh, to Kyle Connor, where they just kind of let Kyle Connor slip through, which was actually on Travis Konechny because he let, I don't know how you let Kyle Connor through. He's scored 25 goals this season, but uh, he's he slipped through. And then after that, didn't let, and that was 25 seconds into the game. After that, did not let another goal in for the rest of the game. This is what I want to see, Game Center. It was in the second period. Oh, it was 48 seconds in. They don't have that video up. How do you not have that video up? Oh. I'll try to find it as we're talking a little bit more. But, yeah, overall, the Flyers just really haven't been playing great. There's some potential starting to look up, though, as they're playing a little bit more. They're starting to win a couple games, but last time they did that, they went on another they went on another 13-game losing streak. So I can't get too excited over anything. Go for 14, it's, Tristan. Um, I think that's okay. I don't think I've, anyone wants to see that. Okay, only 12. It, did you see where the, uh, the, the, why can't I think? Oh, yeah, 13 was a, uh, was a, why can't I think? Wow. 13 was a season. A franchise high on a losing streak. Yeah, not exactly the record books you want to be seeing there. No, that's the record you want. I think with that, though, it's looking like that's going to be it. Is yeah, there anything else you have to say? Got off their butt and ended the lockout. Yeah, MLB still being... Uh, still locked out and so not giving us anything to talk about. But other than that, is there anything else you have to ask or say? No, that's pretty much it. Um, can't believe I have to say I'm a Commanders fan now, but hopefully I'll get used to it. Better than the football team, right? Is it? I would say it is. But with that, we are... Gonna finish it off there. Uh, you guys can follow our Instagram at BLNTheDC. You can where you can DM us questions and comments. You can email us at BLNTheDC at gmail.com. You can email us questions, comments. You can rate us and review us on Apple and Spotify now. And if you you can leave questions and comments on the Apple reviews, we can answer them in here. And with that, we're gonna end it there and we will see you guys next week. See you later.